Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. And this is episode number 33, I think. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Black Beast Derek Lewis knockout of Curtis Blades. And whether or not he's going to be able to get a title shot. Or at least win a title. Um, we're also going to talk about what's the most important thing to tell beginners to work on. And why fundamentals might just be a bad answer. Um, but before we get into all that. If you like this show, please hit the subscribe button, keep the like, tell a friend. If you want to stop by and check out the gym, Lucky's Muay Thai, hit us up at www.luckysmt.com or drop me a line at Lucky's Muay Thai on Instagram and we will get you situated with a shot to check out the gym. Um, so let's get into it. All right. First things first, I get a lot of beginners coming in the gym and it dawned on me this conversation that people have, and I'm guilty of it as a coach, telling people the same sort of things over and over again, um, and then they don't become diluted, but you kind of start to compress everything into uh, a smaller version. So a lot of times you will hear people say, and coaches in interviews and, and elsewhere and even fighters, fundamentals is key. You should be working on your fundamentals. All of that is so damn true. But it is not a really good refined answer for somebody starting out. What are the fundamentals? They think I got to work on my jab and my cross. I got to work on my left kick, my right kick. I got to work on my knee. I got to work on my chest, my defense. I got to work on moving my head. I got all of those things are so damn true. But if you're walking in the door and you're starting out, I think probably the most important thing to start at is your base, your stance. Um, how do you balance your body in a way that you can throw punches and kicks and defense and movement? So what you realize is that you can show them a stance. They might even have a little stance of their own. Most people do. And because when you say, hey, show me how you're going to fight somebody, they get in a stance. I'm not saying it's a good fighting stance. I'm just saying it's a stance. Sometimes it's like this. Sometimes the legs are spread and they're wide armed. I, there's a lot of different things I've seen when I ask somebody like, okay, somebody's going to fight you right now. How do you stand? What are you going to do? They're not always pretty. Most of the time they are not. But I think probably the most important thing is your base. Learning how to stand strong, that you're able to move forward, backward, pivot, circle, uh, throw offense and defense all, all of those things come from under the base, right? Everything is built from a foundation, right? So definitely you need to learn how to throw all these different punches, but first it's the jab, right? That's the base. So I think the base for everything is how are you standing? Are your feet positioned right? If somebody attacks you and you know how to throw a jab cross, well, that's fantastic. But if you have to move and your feet are crossing and you're sort of stumbling over your own feet, you're not exactly sure how to stand, your base is weak, that jack cross is going to be weak. You can even defend. You see punches coming, you do this. But if your feet are together, your defense is going to be not as sound as you think. You may not be getting clubbed over the head, but you're getting pushed in all directions, which eventually will lead to you possibly getting clubbed in the head. So my answer to that fundamentals thing is yes, Tell them to work on their fundamentals, but then you have to tell them, what are the fundamentals? Where do I start? 
Um, I've had students that had some experience uh, come in, not a ton, but a little bit, three, four months somewhere, five months somewhere, and come in and I always want to watch them first, see what they do, what they've learned, what they have. And I realized that some of them, I don't know where they train. Sometimes they train with somebody really good or at a really good gym. That does not mean that their stance is going to be good because a lot of times people don't focus on that part, right? The base. How is your base? Do you know how to move forward? Do you know how to move backward? Do you know how to be strong in your stance to receive punches? Do you know how to be strong in your stance to deliver? Everything else comes from that. So jumping and flying and spinning and, you know, five, six, eight punch combinations and kicks and knee, all that stuff comes from, can I stand strong in my base? So the age old question and answer to the question is, what do I show people that are starting out? I show them how to stand. And I think that's probably the beginning and the most important part. Everything else branches from there. It's hard to do other sorts of punches, like other sorts of jabs and other sorts of hooks, check hooks and so forth, if you don't have your feet underneath you and you don't know how to deliver. Furthermore, it's hard to branch out to those things uh, in a way that's sound, fundamentally sound, as they say, mechanically sound with your body, if you don't have the base. The funniest thing I've seen and the, the, the things that you can see are there's a lot of uh, maybe guys that are in gyms. There's only a few that I've seen really in the pros that they get out there and they know how to do all of the spinning stuff, all the jumping stuff, all of the trickery. But their base, the way they stand, the way they move is so off. Their jab, their cross is it's, it's wonky. It's not straight. It's not sharp. But a lot of that comes from oh, I saw this jumping knee, I saw this spinning elbow, I saw this, you know, jumping kick, wheel kick, whatever. They've seen all of these amazing things in fighting. And so that's their representation. That's what they think they need to be able to do. But they never worked on how do we start doing that? I I don't know that you can have a long, long career just doing trickery and flashiness. Because at some point, you're going to reach somebody that the trickery and flashiness um, isn't as complicated for. So a prime example of that is uh, Raymond Daniels versus, uh, let's say, Joseph Altolini. It's not to say that Raymond Daniels doesn't have fundamentals or doesn't have good base. He has all of those things. But his base is... Uh, like point style karate based. I'm not sure. I don't want to be like, I'm not trying to be a dick. Um, but when he's facing people, he literally spins, knocks. I mean, he Fs people up with jumping, flying, spinning, all these amazing things. When he fought Valtellini, he was, Valtellini was, Joseph Valtellini was having a hard time getting inside to work against those things. They are amazing. But Joseph Valtellini eventually started to land low kicks. And started to break down that style. And what I think that Raymond Daniels was lacking was just a boxing acumen to deal with. And even, I'd say, a tie boxing acumen to deal with those low kicks and and the boxing of Valtellini. When you're used to fighting with your hands down and at distance and using your legs a lot. And you're not based in a, a, a boxing base. You're facing a boxer that can handle the spin kicks to the body and all those things. 
eventually you're going to have to settle into some sort of style that's going to be able to defend against the things that he's going to bring, which are pretty basic uh, boxing combinations with low kicks. And I think he finished with a high kick. But the point that Raymond Daniels was having a problem with was, okay, I've done all my flashy things. I've landed everything. And now he's just boxing me and low kicking me. What do I do here? Um, and whether or not he just, he gave everything he could give and Valsalini just could take it. I mean, maybe that's the case, but again, Joseph Valsalini didn't do any spinning, jumping, flying stuff to make it, you know, I'm going to do what he does. He settled into his fundamentals and went into hands and legs, good base, and eventually finished Raymond Daniels, who usually finishes a lot of people with the concepts that he has. So all of that being said, work on your fundamentals, especially your base. All right, let's talk about Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, knocking out Curtis Blades. Um, it was amazing. Curtis Blades said, I'm bringing my wrestling shoes if y'all don't like it too bad. He decided to stand with the for most of the first round. And I don't know as much about wrestling as I probably should. But I do know wrestling in MMA requires some setups. Especially when you're dealing with power or people that are very quick, uh, fast switch and can throw, you know, Knees very quickly, those kind of things. In this case, it didn't seem like Curtis Blades really set up the takedown. He shot from pretty far away. He shot from so far away that Derek Lewis was able to wind up and throw what uh, Jack Slack, if you'll listen to him, Jack Slack calls it the uh, bus driver uppercut, right? He was able to do all of this on Curtis Blades' entry for the takedown. Look, man, the dude is a monster. He has monstrous hands. He can really do damage. And for a while there, I didn't even know if he was going to continue to fight because, you know, he said that his back was having some problems, all that stuff. He was going to retire. And whatever drew him back into this, I'm so glad that he came in and he's still here doing his thing. And then I read something that said, can the Black Beast win a title? Or Yes. Yes, he can win a title. And the reason is not just that he's powerful, he's a big boy, he has some skill with his hands, he's got a great coach. It's that he's a heavyweight. Power is the last thing to go. And the reason why heavyweights stick around so long is because they know it only takes one at heavyweight. Only one punch, one kick at heavyweight can put somebody away. And it always gives you a chance, as long as you're still healthy, to some extent, to win a title at heavyweight. There are great heavyweights, Kane, there's, I mean, there's Randy Couture, I think, like there's a bunch of great heavyweights, but I still believe that a guy like Black Beast who, you know, he doesn't have a crazy amount of jujitsu and all that stuff, but he is competent enough on the ground to not get submitted and often, and he is very, very confident in his hands. So can he win a title? Absolutely, man. This dude's got 25, I think he's 25 wins, seven K or seven losses, 20 knockouts. All this brother's got to do is stick around, keep doing his work, keep being a good dude. I mean, yo, people like Derek Lewis, not just because he's a great fighter and that he, he's entertaining and he's funny as fuck. They like him because he's a good dude, man. I don't know if y'all remember him driving around, um, in his big truck trying to help people in the flooding, like, the dude's all right, man, and I hope 
you know, one more fight and he's, he's fighting for a title. I mean, I would love to see this dude. You know how big that would be? What a crescendo of this story would be to, to know that this dude sort of, I don't want to say it's even under the radar. I don't think people appreciate Derek Lewis as much as they should because his story is great. This dude has been through tons of adversity. He remains who he is. I don't know the guy. Seems like a humble dude. He's always trying to help somebody, always cracking jokes. That's the kind of person I like to be around. Those are the kind of people that I think inspire me and inspire other people to want to be more like. Because they're the every man that can do everything, even when adversity is in their face. And I think most people should try to do that more. Um, there was another knockout this weekend. It was in boxing. Oscar Valdez killed uh, Miguel Burchette. Oh my God. First of all, fighting backwards is super difficult. But he kind of walked Miguel Burchette into that. You know, he walked him into it. He was pursuing, he kept going backward, and then he settled, stood his ground, hit him with a right left hook, maybe? Done. Look, man, I love these sports. I hope that you all are watching and enjoying and understand that these dudes are out here putting their lives on the line for our enjoyment. Uh, big shout out to Black Beast. I hope he wins a title during his time. And I hope you're working on your base. And, um... I can't wait till next week. I'm stoked, man. The gym has been busy. Yo, real quick. What martial arts school do you go to where you wear socks? I mean, that might be a thing, but it wasn't a thing for a long time that I saw. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of beginners signed up and I'm starting to see like, you know, one in like four are wearing their socks. Why is this a problem? Well, I have a kid that's a little bit younger, wore socks to the gym the other day, jumping rope sweating. I look later, there are little white circles, I don't know, all over the this one square of mat. Mopped them, mopped them, sprayed them, mopped them, sprayed them, they don't go away. So I see the kid at the gym, I'm like, yo, you left this on my mat, bro. What What is this? Like, what? who does your laundry? He's like, I, you know, I give it to, uh, yeah, yeah. I said, who does your laundry? He's like, I give it to my mom and she does it. I said, oh, maybe she puts bleach in your socks. I don't know, man, but you can't, you can't wear your white socks with bleach in them on the mat. I'm assuming that's what it is because it left little circles of sort of bleached out area. <sighs> don't wear your socks in the martial arts gym. I love y'all. Uh, next week, I have no idea. So if you like the show, once again, please hit the like, hit the subscribe. I say hit the like, I mean, teep the like, damn it. Hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, tune in every week. I got some more videos coming. Jacob's coming back eventually. Ah, oh, the gym is expanding this weekend. So be on the lookout for some pictures and whatnot. I'm out. Peace.